Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth drafting the circuits? Three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Oscar Mike Radio. Come in. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Sinister One, this is Oscar Mike. I have Ulima Charlie over. Okay, good evening folks. Today is Thursday, December 30th. It is 8 p.m. It's time for Oscar Mike Radio. And I hope your uh, Thanksgiving was a good one. Mine was epic. Good food, great family and friends, and even better times. So we're going to begin with the question of the week and North Korea is on everyone's mind and on the news and that is what we will start with and I was asked what did I think of the North Korea defector Uh, last week this North Korean soldier got into a lack of a better term a jeep drove through the DMZ on a road and ran out of the Jeep for his life and made it to the other side after getting shot multiple times. But the weird thing was when they got this guy and started treating him, they discovered that there were kernels of corn in his digestive system that weren't exactly cooked or fresh. And also he was loaded with worms. He had worms. And... I was reminded of the term that an army travels on its stomach. And what do I mean by that? Um, Look, in the Marine Corps and other areas, we'd get chow out in the field and we'd complain if it wasn't hot or if it was unrecognizable or if it just wasn't any good. But at least we were between MREs and field chow. You know, we got... We got food. We, we, we very rarely did we ever get a situation where we were, you know, day number four, we didn't have food. We, we, we got fed and we had MREs at our disposal, so we didn't have to worry about that. Well, well this guy obviously did. I, I mean, from what I'm understanding, the kind of worms you're talking about were a result of, you know, poorly cooked food or food that was, you know, not fit to be eaten, and the result of of very poor hygiene practices. Which I know for us Marines, I don't know about these ones now, but when I was in and before and after, all we did was clean. 
And it wasn't until I was, you know, forced to learn about it, why we actually had to do it in terms of attention to detail and punishment and also health. There's a reason why they had us go through our barracks rooms the way they did. Why they put so much emphasis on the sinks and showers and shitters, if you that's what we call them, shitters. All that was designed to keep us healthy. And if people were getting sick, people were becoming infirmed, catching foot diseases or coming down with crud, uh, the first sergeant would spend a lot more time than he usually did making sure all the areas were clean. And God help you if it was your nasty ass that was the uh, cause of the problem. So, a couple poor food and poor hygiene. When I say poor hygiene, maybe they didn't get a hot shower every day. Or didn't have access to clean water or have access to proper soap to clean themselves. Now, there were days in the Marine Corps where it was, you know, a good three, five, eight days showering out of the canteen. Let me tell you what, that gets old real quick. But at least I knew there was a light at the end of the tunnel, and if we got a chance to go for a uh, food run, shower run, or whatever, you know, uh, our sergeant made sure we got by the barracks, and we took, you know, in, in 10 minutes, you could change camis, get a shower, fresh razors, and, and get back on the... Uh, Humvee to pick up chow. It was great. Took care of us. But what this thing suggests is this shoulder didn't even have that. He, he spent time just trying to get through the day. Which leads me to believe in my limited knowledge of what's going on in the greater military world and how uh, intelligence uh, would look at this. You're talking about uh, an army, the North Korean army, that's not really built right now to be in a sustained shooting battle with us. It only took us a couple of days to really roll over the Republican Guard when we, when we went through Kuwait. And they were better armed and trained than, than these guys are. And so I, I'm not seeing a problem with us just rolling over these guys, except for the fact that this uh, Kim Jong-il II has nuclear weapons and is not afraid to use them. So it's going to be interesting to see how this goes, but for the immediate time, uh, this army's not traveling that well. They're not well fed, they're not well maintained, and they don't have the means to take care of themselves. And when you don't have that, getting shot to try to get freedom and get some decent food and care seems like a pretty good alternative. So I hope it answers your question. Um, I think more to come, more to follow in this space, and we'll see what happens. So again, I, I hope I hope your Thanksgiving was good. I, I replayed uh, episode 19 last week because it, it's, it's just my first experience in the Marine Corps away from home for any kind of holidays. And uh, I'm still kind of... Uh, I don't know, I still carry it with me that that sergeant and his wife took all of us little E2s and E1s in for uh, some Thanksgiving dinner and football at the time when players didn't kneel. But uh, that still uh, 
is a memory I have for a, a, a long time. And as I'm going through Thanksgiving last week, um, I read and hear about this Marine Corps veteran who helped this lady out in Pennsylvania getting gas for her car with the last bit of money he had. And, and I didn't know what to think about it. I, I mean, I, I've met homeless people. It, it is what it is. Some of them are, are homeless for a reason. Some of them can't reintegrate to society no matter what you do with them. Just because they don't have a home and can't shower and shave doesn't mean they're bad people. A lot of times they just can't see the way out. And changing is very hard. But this woman ran out of fuel in an area town or in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. And this Marine veteran, Johnny Bobbitt Jr., now he is not related to uh, John W. Bobbitt, who uh, will forever be remembered in history. No, this, 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 this guy comes up to the car and says, you need some help. And she's like, I'm out of gas. Tells her to wait in the car and comes back with a container and enough fuel to get her on her way. And, and this woman, her name is Kate McClure, was absolutely floored. One, that, that, that he was doing this. And two, that he was a military veteran and homeless. And what she did next was pretty amazing. She decided, you know, I, I, I want to bring awareness to this. I want people to know about this. I, I want to see if I can help this person. She started a GoFundMe page with a, with a $10,000 goal. And the goal was to allow him to, you know, get in a place, get some clothes, maybe get a, you know, some kind of car or the ability to move around. So hopefully he could get a job and, you know, get his life going again. I mean, one of the things that I found out through all the stories, i got a couple links of them in the blog post, is he was a paramedic after the Marine Corps. Worked on a, a, worked on a, a, a med flight. Ha, had some kind of life going. And that's, that's really, you know, where I, I'm kind of like, wait a minute, what, what happened here? I mean, he, he joined the Marine Corps, was honorably discharged. Worked in the medical field, in, in, in a service field in a first responder type field and then for whatever reason became homeless and, and, I, and I wondered to myself did he have family that knew that he was going through this did any of his former co-workers know about this did any of his marine buddies keep in contact with him and know that he was in this place in his life I mean what happened that you can just kind of drop it out of society and not really be able to get back in because I don't have the answers for the homeless question. Um, I, I just don't, I don't know why people become homeless. I don't know why some people, if present an opportunity can come out of homelessness and, and reclaim their lives and, and go about being a part of society or, or I wouldn't say normal is the right word, but the society that you and I know, I, I don't know why that all happens. And on one hand, I'm very, very happy that, you know, 
Johnny Bobbitt Jr. looks like to be on his way because the initial uh, GoFundMe goal was uh, $10,000. The link's in my, my blog post. And this has raised almost $400,000 as of this uh, podcast. So he's going to have more than enough money to get a place, get a vehicle, get some new duds, get a shave or haircut, whatever he wants to do, and, and get a place to live. I mean, he's going to have time to do that. But I, I'm still kind of curious how. How did he get to this point? What happened? And did anybody else see him go down this path and try to stop this? And if they did, why why, why didn't he respond? And I'm not sitting here in judgment over uh, Johnny. That's not my intent. I, 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 I'm not in his shoes, nor would I attempt to pass judgment on him. But I'm asking these questions because I'm asking these questions because I'm thinking if we can understand how he got here, Maybe we could help somebody else who's on their way. Maybe we we could tell somebody what to look for before that person drops out. And on one hand, I'm I'm sad that it came to this. I'm sad that he, he, for whatever reason, just lost his job. Whatever happened, that he he became homeless, right? I, I haven't been able to really find a good answer as to why I haven't been able to talk to him or or Kate, or anybody close to him. There's some stuff on the news, but I really don't want to use that as an authoritative source, but I'm curious about the why. And as much as I'm curious about the why, though, I'm absolutely amazed, proud, that that people have heard this story and wanted to help this Marine get a second chance in life. It's amazing. It is very amazing to see the response that uh, Kate's GoFundMe has had. You, you can see where he was on, you know, ABC News, Good Morning America, and the BBC, you know, interviewed him. Uh, he wants to take most of the money that he's received and put it back into helping veterans out. And you know, right around Thanksgiving when a lot of people, especially in the military, sometimes are either alone, they're far away from home, the idea of getting mom's favorite pie or dessert or, you know, dad's smoked turkey is just a pipe dream. You're on a ship, you're on a plane, you're in a fighting hole somewhere and you're trying just to do your job and and do it right. And... and me personally, this story brought so much joy and, and and kind of restored my faith in humanity when, you know, we have football players kneeling, we have people getting upset about football players kneeling, we have other things going on in this country that people don't like, and people seem divided. I guess the reason I wanted to do uh, this week's episode like this is even though I've never met you know, Mr. Bobbitt or Ms. McClure, don't know who these people are. I, I just can't underst- understate how much, overstate, excuse me, I can't overstate how much uh, this story meant to me. 
not only is it, is it a Marine giving his last 20 bucks to um, all he had, his last $20, all he had to help out, this woman was so touched by it that she decided to take action and he's got a shot here for a better life. So when you're, you're seeing all this discord and, and division and, and people hating on each other and it's a lonely time of year, the holidays suck for a lot of people, they just do. Um, it's nice to see that somebody cared enough to help this man out and that we all got to share in it and that the, the good guy got a chance to get back on his horse and ride. So one, a big, big shout out to Marine brother, uh, Johnny Baba Jr. And uh, a big shout out to uh, Kate McClure. Just what a wonderful thing you did recognizing that uh, this Marine needed some help and you had a, the ability to take your situation and make it better for somebody else. I really appreciate that and uh, hope that the Christmas season is good for both of you. So I'm, I'm going through Thanksgiving last week, doing my thing, had a great time, and uh, I got to meet with the complaint department, or one half of the complaint department, the non-grunt, the non-infantry guy, and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a kid anymore, but I'm like, yeah, well, neither one of us are exactly kids in, in our bodies. I'd love to be a kid again. He's like, no, you understand. I mean, you're, you're doing this thing. You're trying to uh, get through your day and get out the door. And the, you got the safety brief from your section head, the senior NCO. I'm like, all right. And then before you release, you got to have like the staff NCO give you a safety brief. I'm like, yeah, okay. I've, I've been there. And then he's like, you know, this is at 1300, right? One o'clock in the afternoon, we get the first safety brief. Then at 1400, we get another safety brief from the staff and CEO. At 1500, three o'clock in the afternoon, which is, you know, we're trying to get the F out of here. The lieutenant gives a safety brief. And he's like, it wasn't just like, you know, hey guys, be careful, have a good time. It was this, it's like a sermon. It took, I swear to God, we stood in formation for 15 minutes hearing about everything to be safe for. Check your insurance papers. Make sure your car registration is there. Do you have a buzz number in case you get drunk? Don't drink and drive. Don't go out with the ladies. Be careful going out with the ladies. Don't, don't, don't have a Weinstein moment, a Weinstein moment. It's like, it just went on and on and on. I'm like, I'm married with kids. I just want to go home. My God. And then, and then, the attachment CO at 1600 gives us a safety brief. And his is just as long as lieutenants. Basically the same thing over and over again. He's like, it is enough to drive me knocking futz. I swear to God, these guys just don't get it. Well, I'm like, yeah, but you're not 18, 19 years old thinking certain things like, you know, I don't know, crowd surfing on the balcony of the barracks is a good idea. Or, you know, drinking, you know, a bottle of Jägermeister than, you know, skateboarding down the uh, parade deck or any number of things that, you know, our younger brothers might do to entertain themselves on a extended weekend. 
He's like, yeah, but we're not like that. We shouldn't be like that. And this is nuts. And we got to sit there and hear that. But I'm like, look, dude, you know, hit me up next week. I guarantee you there's going to be one guy in your unit who decides to get in trouble. And the first time going to be sitting down there on a Friday night to kind of chill out. And the phone's going to ring. And it's going to cause an avalanche of, of, of shite he's going to have to deal with. And Monday morning, look out. So he is basically tired and complaining about all the safety briefs that involve getting time off. Um, I can agree with what he's saying. I certainly understand what he's saying. But also... When you're between the ages of, or I'd say, 17 to 25, a lot of ideas seem good, especially with alcohol on board. They seem really good. And unfortunately, we're all responsible for each other. And and so the, the ball rolls downhill, if you get my meaning. So that's the complaint of the week. Just want to thank old Pogue there for uh, checking in. And now I'm going to, you know, start closing things up here. I want to talk about the uh, an upcoming event that is near and dear to me in this area of Massachusetts where I'm at. There's this organization out of Brockton, Massachusetts called Just Checking In, and they do they do a lot of stuff in the greater Brockton Metro South area, if you will. There there's a lot of things they have going on. From time to time, and one thing they did last year was called Operation Wreath for Veterans. They did it in 2016, and this is where they went to the Melrose Cemetery in Brockton, Massachusetts. And what they did is they they went to the records and they found every tombstone of someone who who served the military, not just you know War One, World War Two veterans or combat veterans, anybody who was buried in that cemetery that they could get information on who they could confirm served in the military, they made a point last year to put a wreath. They made it a point to put a wreath on their their gravestone because a lot of family visits uh, the cemetery during this time of year and they wanted to see people in, in this area they wanted to see that people out there appreciated uh, what their family member had done. And they did it last year. They had a great turnout. And this year, they are doing it this Friday, December 8th, at 9 a.m. And um, it's at Melrose Cemetery. It's in Brockton. And it's called Operation Reese for Veterans from uh, Just Checking In. And the Just Checking In Fund. And they have partners. They partnered with the city of Brockton, Fairway Landscaping and Lawn Care, the Russell and uh, Pika Funeral Home, Designing Images Florist, the Brockton Firefighters, Local 144, and one of my faves, the VFW Post 1046 Auxiliary. So they're asking for help in putting the wreaths on the tombstones. They're asking for donations. And for additional details, you can go to their website, which is also in the um, blog post page. They have a website called justchecking.org. 
They're on Twitter and Instagram, and I have a link to their Facebook page in the uh, Oscar Mike Radio post as well. And it's just one of those things that I want to draw attention to. I know it's the holidays and people got a lot going on, but if you have time this Friday and you want to help out, uh, they are they are. It is a great thing to see when you drive through that cemetery and understand that a lot of people in this area answer the call and, and you know serve their country proudly. So again, I hope your Thanksgiving was a good one. I hope it was a safe one and that no one uh, got any uh, kind of ailments from the food, eating too much, or from playing the uh, annual family hockey or football game. You never know what's going to happen when you do that. And uh, not too much longer before the end of the year. Lots of good stuff coming up. And just want to thank everybody for listening. If you have any questions or comments or feedback, my email address is Travis at OscarMikeRadio.com. I'm also on Facebook, Oscar Mike Radio, Twitter, Oscar Mike Radio, Instagram, the whole nine yards. You can find me. Um, this week, check out my Instagram feed for some shots from the uh, Burnout for Vets event uh, it, that was in Taunton at One Way Recycling. That was pretty cool. And that event's getting bigger and bigger. So, again, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We got a good one. This is Omar, and I am out. Oscar Mike Radio, over and out. Oscar Mike Radio, do you copy? That's the one actual. I have you five by five. Oscar Mike Radio is in route. Copy that, Sinister One. Coming at you from the city of champions, Brockton, Massachusetts.
Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio, veteran in action, on the move, on mission, always. Off we go.